Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the widespread problem of disengaged employees and try to uncover some of the reasons why even our best employees eventually disengage. Are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Hi, and welcome to episode four of the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to look at employee engagement. According to Gallup, only 34% of U.S. workers are engaged and enthusiastic about their jobs and companies. It's a number that really hasn't changed much in the past 18 years. I think the average is around 30%. Uh, The 2018 number was actually up a bit, but it's around 30% of employees that are engaged. So today we're going to explore why even the best employees become disengaged and disinterested. This is a topic that's garnered a lot of interest on my Twitter feed this past week, and there's a lot to unpack. But before we dive in, I wanted to share a question I heard from a student this week. I had the opportunity to teach a session on leadership to graduate students at Duke University. It was a great group of students, had some great conversation, great back and forth, But one question really stood out to me. Uh, One of the students asked me, do you think a large, flat organization with no leader or a rotating leader would be a better organizational structure? My initial response was no. I mean, I think people want to know who's in charge. They want clarity. They want to know who to go to if there's a problem. And the other thing that I thought of was, you know, Even if you have a great group of people, you have a large organization with a great group of people and they all know what the mission is, say they have to get a piece of software out or what have you, everybody is uh, on board with the mission and they're good people, everyone's going to have a different way to approach the problem. Eventually, there's going to be conflict. And that's one of the roles of leadership is to resolve that conflict amongst uh, really good people trying to do very similar things. So that's part of the roles and responsibility. So in my mind, my quick response to this question of a flat organization, a large flat organization with no leader, my thought was I didn't think it was going to work. So my question to you before we get started on this podcast is, have you ever worked in an organization like this? Was it better or was it worse? So reach out to me on Twitter and let me know what you think about that particular question. You can reach me at John S. Rennie, and that's John with no H. So let's talk about employee engagement. All of the leadership gurus out there say we need more of it. And according to Gallup, uh, we're not doing a good job, right? Only 30% of our employees are engaged. So the question I have is, what is it? What is engagement and why do we even care? Well, in truth, engaged employees are better employees. They're your best employees. And I've seen this in my career in Europe. Probably you've probably seen this as well. Engaged employees, they care, they routinely go above and beyond the call of duty for their companies, and they are just 
great contributors to your business. Marcus Buckingham, he's uh, an author I love. He wrote a book called First Break All the Rules. This is a great leadership book, by the way, and, and I encourage you to pick it up. It's called First Break All the Rules by Marcus Buckingham. He defined engagement as a positive state of mind characterized by vigor, dedication, and absorption. So I saw that definition, I liked it, but then I had to unpack it a little bit. So what does he mean by vigor? Well, vigor is the willingness to invest in their work. So these employees who have vigor are willing to invest in their work with high levels of consciousness, persistence, and energy and also mental toughness. These are the people that I like to call their lights are on. They're, they're, they're focused on their work, they know what's going on, and they're attacking it with persistence and high energy. So this is the, the, the concept of vigor. He also say, says that they are dedicated. They have dedication. They're strongly connected to their work. They experience a sense of significance, pride, and enthusiasm and they're challenged by their work. So they're dedicated, they feel challenged, and they feel a, a high sense of pride for doing what they do. The last thing, which is kind of a strange term he uses, which is absorption. And that just simply means they're deeply involved in their work such that the time passes very quickly and they find disconnecting from work is difficult. So obviously, I mean, these are the people that are that are excited about what they're doing, they're dedicated to it, they're, they're deeply entrenched in, in what they're doing, and it's in our best interest to create and maintain a high level of engagement in our organization if this is the kind of result we get from dedicated employees. So obviously we as leaders are much more successful if we're surrounded by engaged and dedicated employees. So what are we doing wrong? Why are 60 to 70% of our employees disengaged and disinterested. And the other question is, why does this affect even our best employees? Think about that. When you have new employees that show up to work, uh, especially if they have a professional career, uh, like maybe a, a teacher, or a lawyer, uh, a nurse, a doctor. So these employees have spent their life trying to uh, get into their career, right? They've spent uh, a long time in school, in training. Sometimes they have to pass uh, qualifications, like maybe an accountant has to go through a CPA program. So your new employees have spent a long time, years and years, to get to where they finally get their first job in their, uh, in their field, in their things that they uh, want to do, their jobs. So they're dedicated. They, 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 they come into work like with a passion for the job. But yet, even those employees, those employees who come in, they, they've, they've worked hard, this is their dream job, even those employees eventually become disengaged. And this is really sad. So our best employees uh, are not immune to the idea of becoming disengaged. So I shared this topic with you on Twitter this week. And the feedback was incredible. The contributions to the post that I made added a lot more color and depth to all the discussions that we had. So I thought I would share what I posted and some of the feedback I received um, the last, uh, in the last week. So I put together a list of five ways that I think um, good employees become disengaged in the workplace. And of course, that's just based on my observations in the past 30 years. So 
in no particular order, um, here were five reasons that I said why, you know, some of our best employees, some of our new excited employees eventually become disengaged. So first reason, good employees become disengaged when managers don't listen to their ideas and their concerns. And this is especially true with new employees. A new employee comes into the company, they're very excited, they want to contribute, they have a lot of ideas, they have a lot of concerns they observe, and they go to their manager and they say, they're all excited. Hey, I want to do this. Can we do this? Uh, what about that? And when the, when the managers listen maybe, but just sort of don't implement any of the ideas, or they listen and they, uh, you know, they act like they don't care, or if they don't even listen at all, these employees eventually realize that there's no benefit to going to management. Management's not listening to them. So they become discouraged and they become disengaged. Another reason is good employees become disillusioned when managers allow circumstances to compromise the mission. So this is really important. A lot of people come to your organization or come to your business. They want to work for you because they believe in what your company is doing. They believe in the mission. They want to be part of the mission. And when they see managers allowing a compromise to that mission, they get pretty upset. So think about this. You go to work for a company that's known for producing the highest quality product out there, and you want to go there because you know there's no compromise. Their quality is always perfect. And then in your first month at work, you realize that uh, there's a problem. It's presented to management, and management says, you know, don't worry about it. Let that go. And then suddenly you see, whoa, this isn't the company I thought it was. You become disillusioned. disillusioned. Or, or say you're a longtime employee and, and the mission was very clear. And then over time, the mission shifts. And suddenly you're not the company that you wanted to work for when you started working there years ago. So mission drift and managers not holding to the mission, that, that causes people to become disillusioned. And then you just become disengaged. Another reason is, uh, good employees become disenfranchised when managers are disengaged and disconnected. So this goes right back to that absent manager. When the manager is absent, it's like he doesn't care, she doesn't care, right? They never see this manager. They're not involved in their day-to-day -day activities. And so, you know, why should I care? Why should I be engaged when my manager is not engaged? So a simple one like that. So Employees with disengaged managers become disengaged employees. The other thing is, uh, the fourth thing I wrote down was good employees lose trust in their organization when their manager's actions don't match their words. This is huge. So there's a recently was an ADP study that was done that showed that employees who trust their manager is 12, they are 12 times more likely to be engaged than those that don't trust their manager. So anytime that management does anything to break that trust with their employees, it instantly leads to dissatisfaction and disengagement. So trust is a big issue. And trust goes right down to, do you do what you say you're going to do? And when a manager doesn't do that, that trust is lost. So finally, the last thing I posted, uh, which garnered the most uh, interest, in fact, the tweet I, I posted went somewhat viral, um, and actually it was the reason why I decided to tackle this topic on the podcast today. 
uh, it, uh, this is the one that, that, that garnered the attention. So uh, I posted this. I said, good employees get frustrated when bad employees are not held accountable. Well, apparently you all believe that very strongly because there was quite a lot of uh, likes and retweets and shares and, and uh, comments put on uh, that tweet. And I wanted to share some of the comments because I think it adds a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more color to what I was trying to say. So um, one of the comments, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Adam Lane Smith. I follow for a long time. He's an author. He goes by, um, a, uh, I could say AKA, his uh, Twitter handle is the Prometheus on Twitter. He's a great follow. You should follow him. Good, got, he's got good stuff. So he had a couple comments. One, he said, Morale improves when deserving employees are disciplined appropriately. So when the individuals who are a problem in the organization, when they're disciplined appropriately, everybody, every, the morale improves across the organization. And he also said, fail to discipline the unruly and the productive will leave you. Wow. So that's what I was saying when I said employees get frustrated when bad employees are not held accountable. When you're doing your best, you're busting your tail, when you're coming in late uh, or coming early and, um, and leaving late and you're given 110% and you, you find your peer next, next to you is doing half that, producing half the quality work, turning in their assignments late and shoddy and nothing ever happens, you get frustrated. And I think uh, Adam nails it when he says, fail to discipline the unruly and the productive will leave you. Another good friend of mine, and he is an author. He wrote this book, uh, came out last year. Love it. It's called Leadership, A View from the Middle. His name is Mitchell Bowling, and he goes by MB Bowling on Twitter. He said, accountability for all employees is the key to a healthy organization. Love it. Good stuff. A gentleman by the name of Hilton Barber, he, I don't know him that well, but he commented and uh, he actually pointed out an article that he wrote about this very topic. By the way, Hilton Barber's at, uh, his uh, Twitter handle is at Zim Hilton. And he pointed me to an article he wrote, and it's a great article, but I think there was one quote in the article that really stood out. He said, your culture is defined by the worst behavior tolerated by leadership. That one was powerful. So think about that. If you allow certain behavior to go unchallenged, uh, then the rest of employees think that, well, that's the culture, right? Uh, cheating is, is okay. Being late is okay. Turning in shoddy assignments is okay. When great employees see their peers getting away with poor behavior, they start run wondering, why should I work so hard? when there's nothing happening to all the people that aren't working that hard. So this was great. I mean, it was a lot of great insight. Um, there was so many more uh, comments and feedbacks, but I just want to share a few of those. And um, it actually got me thinking that, wow, maybe I don't have, you know, I had listed five reasons why good employees go bad. Uh, but I was thinking to myself, there's probably hundreds. So I threw this question out on Twitter and it got a lot of responses as well, and it was actually really good. And so I wanted to uh, share that question and some of the responses. So the question I posed to everyone was exactly what I'm talking about now. What causes good employees to become disengaged? So here's just a sample of some of the responses. The first one came from Pete Havel, 
who is a friend of mine. He's author of Arsonist in the Office, which came out last year. Great book, by the way. It's on Amazon. You can find it there, Arsonist in the Office. And he said, you know, when engaged employees realize that whether they're engaged or not, there's no advantage to being engaged. Everyone's treated the same. So that leads to why eventually engaged employees become disengaged. Sarah R. put, she said, being this, I love this one, being rewarded, and she has that in quotes, being rewarded with more responsibility for proving you are a hard worker and a problem solver. And I saw this a lot uh, as a young uh, leader coming into uh, corporate America. I realized the harder you worked, the more that you did, the more you, the more you were given, the more uh, action items you were given. So being rewarded with more responsibility, that's what came from Sarah R. Uh, Hilton Barber, he said, a lack of clarity. I love this. So a lack of clarity on their role, the objectives, their contributions, on why what they do matters. Their value to the organization is not clear. So this is really good. Um, oh, and he also says a lack of clarity kills morale more than anything. This is really important. You have to help employees understand how they're connected to the mission, how what they're doing is important for the company's mission. They want to feel part of it, right? So if there's no clarity, if there's no connection between themselves and the mission, then uh, they're going to become disengaged. Deb adds... Uh, a lack of leadership, being micromanaged, not feeling appreciated. Ooh, not feeling appreciated. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, you know, so think about that. Your best employees, they don't need to get a, you know, they don't need to get an attaboy all the time or a pat on the back. But you know what? It is, we are human beings and we like feeling appreciated. So just every once in a while when you say, man, I appreciate you coming in early, getting that job done. If you hadn't done that, uh, we wouldn't have completed the project on time. Just that little comment is uh, all you need sometimes. And when employees don't feel appreciated, they're going to get disengaged. So Trevor White added a lack of transparency, hypocrisy, and a lack of communication. Oh boy, lack of communication. What's going on in the organization? I have no idea. I haven't heard from my boss. He never talks to us. She never talks to us. That's not good. Uh, Jason Oates added, now if you don't know Jason Oates, he is a podcaster. He runs a podcast called Whistle and a Clipboard. It's a good one. Follow him. Uh, he said, a disconnected boss. Wow. A boss who isn't connected with, to their employees has no clue what's going on. And when your boss doesn't have a clue of all that you're doing and everything you're working on, that's not a good feeling. Uh, Patricia Elliott added, being taken for granted. Oh boy. How many times have we seen that where... Good employees feel like they're just taken for granted. They, nobody cares about all the extra efforts they're doing. They're not appreciated. Boom. So they're, they're suddenly disengaged. This one comment, um, wow, took, takes it to another level. So what about a toxic environment, right? So you have a dedicated employee, but they're in a toxic environment. Um, so how about intimidation, threats, treating employees like they're in the way? Um, wow. So taking that to a whole nother level. If you're in that kind of a situation and you're a dedicated employee, how dedicated are you going to be when that's happening? And that came from a Twitter user, as a strange name, but a Twitter user called 01581 Psychotherapy. So thank you for that. Um, uh, another Twitter user called HRSS Consulting said a lack of communication, a lack of feedback, and a, no alignment uh, to the mission. So 
that way, again, going back to how, how is the employee aligned to the mission of the organization? When that's missing, there's disengagement. Jackie Smith, not feeling appreciated. Same thing as we saw earlier. How about this? Kyle adds, tolerance or reward of mediocrity. Oh, man. So just like when uh, a dedicated employee sees, sees a poor employee treated the same way, there's no discipline, um, how about when the organization or people are putting out crappy work and nothing's done about it, right? And just, wow, um, that affects the culture as well. I like this one because it really reminded me of my days in the Navy. Um, this Twitter user is called Doing is Winning was the name of this Twitter user. And he said, the light at the end of the tunnel is being artificially messed with. I, I first, I, I read that and I didn't understand what he meant, but then I understood uh, when I thought about my days in the military. So what he's saying is that when the goals are shifted and they're moved, the goal line is moved. That is very frustrating. So I thought of my days in the Navy. So we would know that, well, okay, we're going we're gonna to get home in two weeks, right? We're going to come into port in two weeks. And then, you know, three weeks before that, you know, we're all excited. Uh, two weeks before we're coming, you know, going to get into port, we find out where we've been extended for three weeks or extended for two more weeks. And having that goal just taken away from you is just a frustrating experience. So um, that's a great input. And how about this, when the values aren't upheld? So this is from a Twitter user called a penny saved. When values aren't being upheld, again, when we see management um, allowing behaviors to happen or allowing things to happen that are not consistent with the organizational value, that's going to lead to dedicated employees just unplugging and say, you know what, I'm not going to put in the extra effort here. These people don't care. So I wanted to share some of these. There was a lot more, but um, I thought there was it was very insightful and um, a lot of great um, commentary and color. And I think, you know, this is great. I mean, I think here I'm seeing that where people are using Twitter for some positive work, right? We're having good discussions about how to become a better leader. If you haven't yet, engage me on Twitter. I'm at John S. Rennie, and that's John without an H. And um, because that's where I do a lot of the conversation, the back and forth between um, uh, between you and you and I, we can talk about these leadership issues. So very insightful stuff. Um, and unfortunately, to be honest, I've seen all of these poor behaviors in corporate America. I've seen I've seen us take and when I say us, I mean, I was part of companies where we took great, excited new employees and turned them into disenfranchised and disengaged employees. And I'm sure you have as well. And that's probably why morale and engagement is so low at so many companies. Many leaders forget this basic principle that leadership is, in fact, a people business. You have to treat people with respect. You have to treat them like they're people, right, that they matter. And it's really simple in my mind, but it seems to be uh, it seems like a minority of leaders are, are doing this today. It's not a majority, and that's why engagement is so low. So the last thing I wanted to uh, uh, end on on this particular topic was a quote from a good friend of mine. Um, his name is John Brubaker. He's at coachbrew.com, and he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a leadership coach. Uh, in fact, he's my leadership coach. But he put this on Twitter, and I really, really liked it. Um, he said this. He said, and he was, he was really sending a message out to the best employees out there, the great, the dedicated employees. He said this, go where you're celebrated, 
not where you're tolerated. Man, I love this. Go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. As leaders, I would say this. If you want your best employees uh, to stay engaged, if you want to prevent them from becoming disengaged, frustrated, and disconnected, you need to celebrate them. So what does it mean to celebrate employees? Well, if you don't know what that means, go get a copy of my latest book. It's called I Have the Watch, Becoming a Leader Worth Following. Chapter 10 is called Celebrating Employees. It's I have a whole chapter on how to celebrate employees. So it really ties into what Coach Bruce said. Uh, if you go to where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated, you as a leader have to celebrate your best employees, right? So... If you want to know more about what it is to celebrate employees, go get my latest book. It's IHaveTheWatch.com, and uh, you can find my latest book. And Chapter 10 is all about selling, uh, celebrating employees, so go get that. Oh, and by the way, I wanted to let you know that my book, I Have the Watch, has been on the Amazon bestseller list for seven months now in the category of business teams. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, if it wasn't for you listening to this, purchasing the book, reading the book, doing what you're doing to become better leaders, um, we wouldn't be where we're at in terms of being a bestseller. So uh, as a special way to thank the listeners of this podcast, I am going to do something uh, I hadn't planned on doing, but since I noticed we were seven months on the bestseller list, and since the podcast is new, I'm going to throw out this to all of my podcast listeners. So if you go to IHaveTheWatch.com and you click on the link for a signed copy, I will give you a discount. So only for my podcast listeners. So if you go to IHaveTheWatch.com and click signed copy, you can purchase a copy of my leadership book, I Have The Watch. Uh, and if you use the discount code at checkout, Deep Leadership, so the discount code, one word, Deep Leadership, you'll get 20% off your order. And as always, domestic shipping is free on my website because I have to compete with Amazon, that's why. So again, go to iofthewatch.com, click sign copy, enter Deep Leadership, one word, in the uh, discount code, and you will get 20% off your order, and domestic shipping is free. Sorry, international customers, it is so expensive to ship uh, my book over to you. Um, I just yesterday shipped a book to Australia, and um, it was a lot more money than I thought. So um, free shipping domestically, international, will have to, you'll have to pay for shipping, unfortunately. So that's it for today. Think about this topic uh, during the week, right? What are you doing to keep your best employees engaged? What are you doing to celebrate your best employees? I, I think and I believe and I've seen it in my career that if you do this, you'll be a more effective leader. So if you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care.